a very warm welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast with your host, Paul Lowe. Paul offers wisdom, insights, and tips for living a healthy, meaningful, purposeful life. On the back of overcoming extreme adversity, Paul has a proven track record of achieving life-enhancing results. He offers empowering advice and guidance to help people develop a mindset for success so that they can live with more happiness and prosperity. Through his Mastering the Game of Life podcast and books, Paul also helps people to get their own inspirational messages and powerful stories out into the world, as well as being involved in supporting many charitable organizations in their development, fundraising and projects. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. Today, I'm joined by somebody from my hometown in Nottingham in England, and uh, it's always a pleasure, as I've said before, and in fact, it's always a pleasure to converse with guests full stop. Um, Gary Clark is his name. Gary, very, very warm welcome to you. Good morning. Good morning, Paul. And one of the things that we spoke a little bit off air about was this simple four-letter word, hope. And I think it's fair to say that with recent, you know, the world uh, pandemic that we're all embroiled in, um, it seems to have took on a completely different meaning. So I want to start by saying, you know, that simple four-letter word, what, what, what did it mean to you in the past? Let's start with the past. What, what did it mean to you? Um, well, I've always been uh, into my football and cricket, so... Before I settled down, became an my child. It was it's more or less uh, my football, hoping that Forest would go back into the Premier League. England had become number one around the, in the cricket world again. And now, what's gone on in the last few weeks, the last couple of months, and since I've had my boy, I just hope the future that he has a, a bright future and he's health free. And uh, he goes on and enjoys his life. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, dig down a little bit more in that, in the past one around, uh, you know, the football and the cricket. So, um, you know, Forrest in the Premier League. I mean, let's really turn the clock back to the times when, you know, I mean, I think it's, you know, there is um, there is a past associated with yourself, obviously. It's been very, very well documented. So, you know, we're not bringing anything up here that's not already out there. Okay. But in those days, uh, those notorious days where I think it's fair to say um, you were involved in one or two antics, um, did you even have any understanding or feeling or thoughts about the word hope? No, no not, not, not really. I was, a bit, I was a bit selfish in my younger days. All I was bothered about is myself. Right. That's quite honest with me, Myself and my mates uh, going to the football and just enjoying myself, travelling, uh, totally selfish person, really. Uh, but uh, over the last 15, 20 years, I've completely changed like, my uh, outlook on life. Mm. But was there a hope, Gary, that when you went to a football match, for example, that you, your team would win? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So that's, uh, that's the one thing you do, to watch your football team for, isn't it? Um, that you, you win and... Uh, we want to get to the top of the tree again, like we did back mm. in the seventies and eighties and early nineties. Yeah. So Forest have had a few twenty years in the wilderness, so uh, it's been hard for Forest supporters over the mm. last twenty odd years. It's been a bit of a roller coaster, really. 
Mm. So yeah, yeah, that's what that's what we all hope that we get back to where Forest belong and it's great, yeah. great for the city again. I think it's uh, on so. that football note. Uh, it's been very hard for England supporters because that sort of coming close but not close enough has been sort of at least semi consistent, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been. Uh, uh, I've followed England for. I went. I, I haven't gone. I haven't gone sort of physically watched them for a long time. But I used to go all over the world with England uh, semi-finals, heartache of Italia '90, then Euro '96, and then uh, a couple of years ago, it looks like Gareth Southgate's uh, turned the corner with them. They've got a good young side. Uh, got quite optimistic for the future. To be honest with you, there's hope mm. there with the England team. Place of football was really unlucky in the last semi-final. I think if Harry Kane. When he hit the post, he squared it. We've gone two 0 up at half time. I think that would have been game over. So, but I think I think they're going to get there one day, sooner rather than later. I hope. <laughs> Word hope again. See so, what I mean? It's it's already taking on a yeah. different meaning. <laughs> okay, so that brings us nicely then, doesn't it, to the present day? I mean, you know, moving from your notorious past. No apologies for you know painting that picture of the past. No, um, no, no. Because, and I think the reason we can do that is that absolutely 100% is, you know, and I can vouch for this personally, having spoken to you on more than one occasion and, you know, we've spoke off air around, you know, personal things, um, you know, but that, that loving, caring family man, um, building building that hope f- for the future, not only for himself, but also for his family and particularly um, your young your young child. Um, so tell us more about that, Gary. Gary, let's focus in on the here and now and looking forward. You know, what is the hope for, you know, forget the football, forget the cricket, but for that more personal, you know, this family man, this this deeply caring, protective family man, what's the, what are the hopes and aspirations for the future? Uh, yeah. Um, the main thing is to stay, to stay healthy. Um, I want him to, have a good life, enjoy himself, travel, you know, hopefully, hopefully go into a good job. Uh, he loves his sport. And uh, what's happened recently, the last couple of months as well. So it takes a new meaning, meaning in life as well, doesn't it? There's, I was watching the VE Day celebration. I, I, only found, I know my granddad was in the war. I only found out from my father last night. It was actually, I watched the film Bridge Too Far last yesterday afternoon. I only found out last night from my dad that mm. uh, my granddad was there. So, hopefully, uh, my child or any future, his children will never see anything like that happen again. You mentioned so. your father there, and uh, I think it's fair to say, I mean, I'm safe to go here because you put it on social media, so it's out there. But you've been challenged very, very severely recently, haven't you, with COVID-19? Yeah, my uh, father was in... Um, Queen's Medical Centre for 16 nights with COVID-19 and pneumonia. It was a, a rough time. Um, we didn't think it was going to pull through. I had the uh, doctors ring me every day. They actually moved, moved me on to the palliative care ward for three nights and we didn't think it, we didn't think it'd make the night. And uh, the doctor basically prepared me to uh, warn wow. me to prepare for the worst. So uh, he, uh, he managed to beat it and he came, came home after 16 nights. So we're very uh, grateful to the NHS and the all the doctors and yeah. nurses that looked after him. I went up to the hospital yesterday, actually, to uh, give him a card and a couple of presents uh, to thank him for yeah. everything they've done for him. So it's been a, it's been a rough few weeks. So uh, 
yeah so this uh that was a bit i was over over the moon really so the, uh, was. i can yeah, only imagine as well at a time like that and i can only imagine that you know not to sort of focus or dwell too much on on, on a simple word because in the context of what you was experiencing there in real life coming very very close to, to losing your own father, your own flesh and blood, being told by the medical yeah. team, prepare yourself, yeah. it's it's imminent, it's going to happen. And then, not that you'd have been thinking about this at the time, but surely somewhere in there, there'd have been this deep hope that, yeah, it's going to pull through. It's, in fact, it goes beyond hope, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. the word kind of fades into the background almost to insignificance and meaninglessness that oh forget all those fancy words this is my dad we're talking about you know mm. my mind goes over and i don't know this if this is if, if there's a parallel but i used to drink with an old polish war hero and he was uh he was man, he was a man of staunch faith and um and he said to me he said you know what paul i was only a young younger chap at the time and he said you know what's interesting he said about this thing called faith and that he said I've been in the trenches. I've seen people killed in front of me, you know, with the legs blown off and, you know, all kinds of horrendous stuff. And he said, do you know what's interesting? Even the most staunch of atheists when dying in battle cry, oh, my God, help, help, help. And, you know, but it's that's, you know, there's a similar kind of parallel there, isn't there, in as much that when the chips are really down and we are very, very close to to losing some somebody or something that we love, how we change our normal way of thinking. And, you know, um, Johnny the Pole there used that example of people praying for the first time ever in their life. Um, yeah. You know, and I just think there's some kind of parallel there. I mean, maybe I'm going a little bit offbeat with that, but um, this is why, for me, this word hope. I certainly, yeah, I certainly prayed through the night. I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep that. That first night he was moving into that ward, I didn't sleep at all. You know, it was just phone was aside of me in bed. I was expecting a phone call any any minute through the night. Mm. So we didn't sleep that night. It was a difficult, difficult night that was. Like you say, was praying all through the night. But uh, luckily he pulled through it. Unbelievable, Fantastic. really. Yeah, uh, I must I must I must I must have my uh, wife lost uh, her grandmother through COVID nineteen two weeks ago as well, and her auntie three weeks before that. So it's uh, been a rough mm. time, really, the last few weeks. Absolutely, yeah. I want to shift the word, Gary, from hope to, uh, well, two words, hyphenated. And what does this mean to you, the word game changer? So if I said to you, game changer, the, you know, I personally believe that the world is full of game changers. But what does that word or those couple of words mean to you? Uh, you know, this, is, this, uh, this has happened in the last... Few, few months. Um, I, I, I believe the world. I, mean, I, I don't know if people think I'm going nuts, but I, think, I believe the world wanted a rest. And uh, I think uh, I know a lot of people are losing their lives. It's horrible, but I think I think the world's just turned around to everybody and says it wants a rest. You know, with the airplanes and the, everything else. I, I just believe in. I believe in that that the world wanted a rest. There's there's a lot. You're not on your own on that. There's a lot of support for that level of thinking, that that way of thinking. I mean, there's also a lot of conspiracy theories. Yeah. One of the um, interviews I've been following quite closely is with David Icke. People think he's off his head. I'm not so sure he is, and I, I was never so sure that he was. Yeah. 
uh, off his head anyway, because he goes into territories and he speaks his mind around things that, okay, so, you know, this whole thing around 5G, for example, we're going to have a little bit off hat here, but okay, so if you've got nothing to hide then, authorities, let's see, you know, let's see what tests you've done. Bring it out into the open, because if you've got nothing to hide, what's your problem? And they won't. And which just fuels the... So I'm, I'm with your line of thinking there around this, you know, this game changing. Yeah. But I want to bring it down to a bit more kind of the guy next door or the girl next door, you know, the real the real brass tacks of, of who we are, because I personally believe that we are all world game changers, even though, you know, and I said this to a friend of mine that's actually never been out of the country. And he said, Paul, you're off your head. You know, what are you talking about? People being world game changers for? He said, for me, he said, I haven't been past Trinity Square. Um, for low, for international listeners, Trinity yeah. Square is something that's sort of, you know, within the, the city of Nottingham. It's about five or six miles from where this guy lives. Um, so it's very, very, very local. Yeah, quite, 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 quite nice around here now. The place looks yeah. really nice as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the point is, I believe we're all game changers. And the re- so before well, I go into why I think that's the case, Gary, what, I'll ask you again, what's your thoughts around this word game changer? What does a game changer mean to you? I, well, I think if everybody does the bit in life, then it's, it's going to make the world a better place, isn't it? That's my. That's what I believe in anyway. You know? yeah. And you, yeah, and do you know what? It's as simple as that. It really is. You know, I know we've got a love for a certain football uh, club in Nottingham, Nottingham Forest. Let's name it. Let's plug it. Um, but one of our former managers, the the legendary Brian Clough, he said, "You know, it's so simple. Football's a very, very simple game. You pass to a teammate who's in front of you, who's closer to the goal than you are, and that's it. And then you get create some space and you go forward. I mean, it really is that simple, isn't it? And I think that's a great." metaphor for what you've said there Gary about how how easy and how simple it is you know because we are all making a change aren't we in our own way okay we're all in it together yeah we're all in it together you know so everybody does the bit you know I think I believe in that you know so and everyone Helps each other, does a little bit wherever you wherever you are, wherever you're from. It's going to make the world a better place, isn't it? It's my belief. Simple as that, and it really, you know, no apologies for repeating and saying it is as simple as that. No. So yeah. with that, that that world game changes because if I can just be allowed to to share what my thoughts are on that, that I think there's this thing when you use a big title like world game changes, there's there's this kind of maybe the mind gets all oh okay, so you you're starting schools in Africa for underprivileged girls, or you're saving the elephants, or you're saving the planet as a world game changer. No, no, it could be something as simple as I did a bit of shopping for the little old lady next door. You know? Yeah, sorry. And that's you know, to quote John Major, a former British politician, it's about going back to basics, isn't it? And this is going back to what you said, Gary, about this whole challenge that we find ourselves going through now that is massively, massively fueling this need for hope. But when we come out the other side, when, then, well, I don't know, I think uh, things like game change. I think it might, yeah. Yeah, it's going to make the world a better place. So this is definitely going to make the world a better place. 
I know it's a lot of, with a lot of sacrifices, and I, I can't believe you know people's lost people in this pandemic. You know, we was close to it, and my wife's lost people, but it's, it's been horrible. But hopefully, we come out of it the other end as a better world. So we've mentioned just by coming towards the close now on the word hope. You've mentioned obviously you've got a, um, a young child. How how's he taking this? You know, what's the effect on um, you know um, a pre-teenager? Well, he's ten, isn't he? I'm, I'm you know I don't. Want to... Well, he's ten. I don't think he really understands what's going off at the moment. To be honest with you. Um, Oh, unfortunately, well, it's going to look back in about ten years' time and remember mm. it more into. But I don't think they're they're more interested in the uh, uh, playtime at the moment. Well, obviously, I can't play with too many people, but he's enjoying his time <laughs> off school. But that's been hard as well because when he gets back to school, because uh, they're missing out the, uh, the education mm. and everything as well. Which, uh, if he goes any longer, any longer, it might have a um, damaging effect. Which we. Uh, so- so final final message then, I suppose, final word with yourself, Gary, is what would be your message of hope to the world? Because as you know, this podcast does go out globally. What what's your you know, what what's your yeah. final message? Oh let, let, learn from learn from this and move on. And um, everyone do their little bit and it'll make the world a better place. And the the power yeah. is in the simplicity of what you said. Gary, I want to thank you. It's always a pleasure. I enjoy your your insights, your views, your honesty. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Cheers. So there we have it, listeners. Gary Clark from Nottingham in England. And all that remains now is hopefully for me to sign off by saying, remember, mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts. Thanks very much for listening to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. If you found it interesting and helpful, drop a line to Paul via paul at paul-low.com with any thoughts or questions you may have. He'd love to hear from you and he'd be more than happy to respond. Alternatively, check out Paul's website at www.paul-low.com. Remember, mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts. 